Welcome to the GameBot Studios very first podcast. This is Sagar here and we also have three more people with us for this podcast. So first off we have Vishwajit. Hello. Nishad. Good evening, good evening. And Ali. Hey, hi everyone. Now we're just a bunch of school friends and we all work in different industries but we share a common hobby which happens to be gaming. Now we all know that there are a lot of YouTube channels out there within India as well uh, that talk about gaming in their own way. But this podcast aims to add another layer to that conversation. This is more of an effort for us to broaden our own horizons about gaming, uh, research about it, and obviously play more games and share our views on the Indian and the global gaming landscape. We are no experts in this field or any gaming gurus so eventually we aim to have people who make games for a living come onto this platform and understand their viewpoints their perspective on what's in store for for this industry now with this in mind it only makes sense for us to start with the evolution of gaming itself in india uh, which is where you know we wonder where exactly it all started i mean for you guys like vishwajit i don't know where it or where it started for you so i guess this goes for pretty much everybody here but you guys must have also played those handheld devices right where it had tetris or those uh plane shooter game games kind of things uh that is where it started for me and eventually i moved on from there to all the cartridge gaming stuff the like mitashi I don't know if Mitashi was available elsewhere or was it just available in India but I used to play on it a lot uh, at the time I mean I was what 5 or 6 years old 6 years old at the time so yeah that's where it started for me and gradually I moved on to the PS1 PS2 and so on and so forth this is one where you know you had those cartridges with which used to say that it has 99 games but it never did right uh, no actually they did though right i think they just used to repeat the whole thing like the same games oh, were repeating yeah. in the menu i Some guess some of them were but then later on in the i guess after the number 50 or so you could find the new games there so yeah it was a bit of a schemey shit that they used to do but they had some really memorable games back on the, the those platforms and i i also remember so there was this one game that came on an entire cartridge so this was pretty unusual at the time that one game is fit on a cartridge all by itself usually you had all those nine, uh, like you said the 99 and 1 200 and 1 those things but there was this one game uh, on t uh, on the ninja turtles have you played it ninja no this was like a separate Uh, like a I cartridge or so just just a cartridge and it had just one game on the ninja turtles and it had a story mode you could play with other people i mean there were it was the first co-op game that i played on that console yeah, I, I i think i remember this one uh, yeah it was it was 2d and uh, you could play as one of the four characters yeah i think i remember this one I remember I, I strangely remember most of the time the guy with the huge katana sword yeah the guy who used to usually ride the bike 
uh, in the in the TV adaptation of it, right? But uh, I mean, this was this is obviously a very uh, you know um, a personal and a much more local experiences that we had uh, amongst each other while uh, during our childhood. I mean, uh, obviously, this is more from an Indian perspective. But where do you think that you know how? Uh, obviously, things we were still at a at a receiving end in terms of you know receiving the technology from outside and then we played it right. But there was a place where this technology was first developed and then where it was uh, catered to those markets, which was uh, other countries uh, other than India. Do you do you have any you know do you recall any friends cousins who 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 had a different perspective or who had access to better games? while we here in india we we were playing the mitashis and the uh, ps1s of the world no not really during the early days i mean during the ps1 or ps2 days but uh, especially during the uh, ps3 uh, when ps when the ps3 came out i think the in, when the internet came into play and you realized how much more advanced the internet uh, the bandwidth was available to people who are not in india uh, people who are living in advanced european countries or maybe in the us so that was a little more prevalent but otherwise consoles i think some of them were delayed uh, the ps1 maybe it came out in india later than when it came out in us but i didn't really have any such experience where okay i knew someone who was living abroad and they had it but maybe that also pertain to the fact that uh because the internet wasn't as widespread or as good as non existent in india that i didn't yeah. knew what the hell was going on out there yeah i was going to say we didn't have internet or even computers in those days so we just had the video games and we knew a few people in our community who had those and who were playing those so like i remember my first experience ever with a video game was going to a friend's house or going to uh, a cousin's house and they had that uh, also their friends might have had that and everyone used to go to this one person's house to play the video games so it's not like even each person that i knew had it it was very uh, localized so i think pretty much everyone's journey started with uh, those cheap nintendo knockoffs which vishu mentioned uh where we had to blow into blue air into the cartridges if they didn't work and it was not only cheap but uh, even the games were very easy to pick up during during those days so it it was not as expensive as uh, today i think even the cartridges it was also uh, quite in the game so we i mean today we obviously have the have these uh, you know things like ps exclusives and all of those things but i think back in the day there was not a thing that you know this is an exclusive cd because hey you know you you could get your hands on any pirated copy of those games exactly and even the marketing was not that uh, great those days in india at least so india was not targeted as a market so we didn't know what was playstation or what was exclusives and all so when we were kids we just knew okay these are video games and we like them I mean, obviously, let's not forget. Uh, I think the the best, I mean, the best version of gaming for us back in the day would be the handheld uh, consoles. I'm talking about the PSPs and the Game Boys. So right? I have a fun story on that. Uh, remember, Nishal, when we went on that uh, 
school trip to Darjeeling during eighth grade. Yeah. So on the train journey, rather than looking out the window, looking at the uh, you know the scenery and everything that was as the train was going to the different states, Nishal had a Game Boy with him, and the entire time, all the two of us did was play on his Game Boy during the entire yeah. train journey. We weren't looking out. We weren't doing anything else. All we did was you had Pokemon, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's all we did. I actually very much enjoyed that Game Boy Advance when I bought it. So it was, I think, the very first console which I console type of console which I had, which was expensive. And uh, you would think that you know, looking at today's consoles where you have enhanced graphics and everything. that that would be more enjoyable but somehow that small portable thing was i feel uh, uh, more enjoyable than today's games or i remember it very nostal because of nostalgia or something but yeah i think even uh, because of that i think nintendo switch is more evolved uh, nowadays uh, and appealing to gamers because of that fun element which it has mm-hmm. it's just a yeah. lot more simple right for people who don't really want to uh, basically we try hards in each and every game that they pick up just that easy to go pick up and play without really thinking about anything that's what appeals to a lot of people especially for people who are busy with their lives and have a lot of errands to run and maybe don't find the time and energy to invest in games because nowadays you actually need a lot of time and energy just to get through the maybe the first chapter or a prologue of a game true but i i feel there are a lot of indie games also which perform very uh very much like those nintendo games and are much better than some of the triple a titles that come out just because of how they are made uh they may be simple in their kind of construct but once you play them also, you you kind of remember them and the feeling that you have while playing them you know what's weird though uh, if you talk about the early games i think pacman is probably the first thing that will come to the mind of anyone who is not not in india or as far as the people who are doing i mean if i ask anyone in my close circle i don't think anyone has played pacman so mm. i mean that is obviously you know uh, driving the conversation towards the whole new genre which is pc gaming i am not sure i think that's where pacman came into existence right through that it was a more of a pc game and obviously that is a whole different genre that we want to talk about pacman was a also genre of games which came uh, particularly in arcade type of uh, what was what was those machines basically Mm-hmm. arcade machines and all they had some uh, specific games like pacman or tron legacy or something that came out that those times yeah uh these uh, i i think you you call these as 8 bit games right if i'm not wrong yeah yeah that, i think yeah that that, that, that like when we were kids uh i think 8 bit or six, these were 8 bit or 16 bit games which we used to play like mario and everything and one guy bought some console which played 32 bit games so that was like like very much aspirational to everyone 
so everyone used to ditch their own video games and go to that guy's place to play 30 32 bit games which now seems silly because we are playing like 4k games or something like that yeah we have obviously come a long way if you look at it that way but any any other cool uh, gaming gadgets that you guys ever came across like you know during your childhood other than the ones that we be, we been talking about um if i'm not wrong um and there was this uh, what, what was that thing called i'm forgetting that now um dinky dino <laughs> you remember that <laughs> what is that so it was this little you could fit it in the palm of your hand basically this device and it had a <laughs> It had a dino or a dog. I don't remember. My my brother used to have it, and you had to feed it every day at a particular time. And okay. it uh, you uh, when it used to hatch from an egg, <laughs> and if you didn't feed it, it would die. So you had to start the process all over again. And I put that thing in a bucket when I was a kid, and my it stopped working because naturally things back then weren't waterproof. So. My brother is still pissed about it. He still sort of disses me whenever you know we bring that topic up. <laughs> And just you know, uh, so if you take any PS One or any cartridge game, for example, just the way you remember it, it just seemed like it was a lot more enhanced, right? Because even though the graphics, if you look at them now, they look like complete garbage. because you have seen things that are pretty much close to real life but in uh, in your mind back then uh, you didn't really think of them as trash basically any car game like nascar rumble which i used to play on the ps1 a lot so i remember that game when i used to play it i thought the graphics were brilliant i thought it was very realistic but then every iteration of every console and every new game sort of push that envelope a bit more each time and now just the gap is so vast that just looking at those games you can't believe that man i used to play that for us and think that this is you know this is the epitome or this is it nothing could get better than this i think it's called yeah. memory bias right mm-hmm. so you remember something uh fondly from your past but your memory of it is very different from the actual thing oh wow this is a uh, yeah actually this quickly turned into a podcast on psychology psychology yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you're right the technology has come far and uh, today we are talking about uh, you know ar and vr which is i feel it's still in its development and its nascent stage where you know a lot of companies are still figuring that technology out and you know give us that kind of experience which is more uh, enhanced but uh, now obviously we we are looking at the world trying to you know invest into gaming there is a lot of thought that is put behind it and uh, there are so many uh, institutes that have come up there are so many studios who are investing a lot of research and development into this and and i think 
uh, within India as well. I'm uh, I'm not sure if uh, if if we you know uh, people are pursuing it that seriously. I mean, that for us, we are still at a uh, much more at a consuming end of the technology that has been that has been developed outside because obviously the uh, the you know as a, as a field of as a vocation a lot of people are more serious about pursuing gaming in terms of uh, you know environment designers people who you know literally design the how the game will look and feel to you um, there are a lot of coders who are you know ensuring that they can give you more functionality but do you think that uh, within india we have that kind of uh, investment or infrastructure which is you know uh, even prepared to kind of give us that kind of experience so gaming i feel is pretty much like any other business right so if you have successful it companies in india i don't see why you can't have successful gaming companies in india i'm actually surprised that there isn't a company i mean uh, grassroots level indian company that is developing triple a titles given the amount of it work that's actually being done here ali you wanted to say, uh, say something yeah i would definitely say like india has a lot more talent than any other country in the world even in terms of these game building things uh, a lot of work is also to the resources in india but i would probably say the investment level that india india probably makes into gaming is a lot less probably if we get more companies and more people start looking at the value of gaming going forward might be surely helpful so why do you feel that the investment is low is it because of the i don't know because of the high rate of piracy that goes on or is there something else altogether probably even even that is one of the factors that would add to it but uh, what if you see uh, if you look at the gaming company that's not uh, majority of them are in the US or in China or in Japan and uh, i think uh, they have those uh, sources with them uh, to invest in in these gaming things for india i would say even if we have the gamers probably people don't think uh, that in terms of a financial aspect which would bring them a lot of value to their business probably i might be wrong at this as well but that's what i feel we do have a lot of uh, mobile gaming developers within india right uh, now obviously the indian mobile gaming scene is quite huge Uh, if you compare it to pc gamers and console gamers but uh, uh but yeah i mean i think at the same time uh, if we compare it to the number of developers that that are present in this country uh, obviously we can do much much better in in that in that sense uh, now that obviously uh, you will obviously have more companies when there is a, a when the, that industry itself is taken uh, much more seriously from a skill uh from a skill level right that uh, we don't obviously have a lot of colleges universities even you know taking care of uh, this aspect of you know building those skills uh, making this as a course making this as a as a field that you can explore because there are a lot of designers i mean i'm sure there are a lot of designers out there who are probably working in different fields at the end of the day if you all you have to do is apply those design skills into 
a much more directed way of creating a a gamified experience a gamified environment uh, i'm guessing that will happen eventually if if you know we see more colleges opening here we see more uh, courses happening come now now I'm, you know talking about 2020 where we are in the world of uh, online education uh, i'm guessing a lot of online courses can probably uh, you know push this on a lot further where you know a lot of people may uh, kind of you know and i'm sure there are a lot of freelancers uh, you know who are probably working out of india probably they are getting the work out from the outside companies where uh, they're providing and you know playing certain role in certain department for them but obviously a much uh, stronger and uh, uh, impactful infrastructure is something that india can use and that would surely i think you know uh, get us at a stage where you know india actually kind of contributes towards development of games and the gaming technology not only discuss the business opportunities in the gaming industry but also the careers one can explore and how does this genre of entertainment which is mobile pc or console gaming can attract or appeal to a non gamer so there's a lot to discuss so stay tuned good evening to all the listeners out there welcome to the second part of the evolution of gaming in india this is sagar here from the gamepod studios and i have today nishad vishwajit and ali in the first section of of this podcast we took a walk down the memory lane and shared some nostalgic experiences of how gaming itself evolved in this country and today uh, we want to discuss what lies ahead of us in gaming where does the current indian gaming infrastructure or the ecosystem itself stands now my take on this is that we will only have some more gaming companies provided india spend some serious thought on developing those skill sets in house i have a different viewpoint on the gaming courses so i don't feel that just because there are no courses that people here are not interested in gaming it's i think it's it comes from the investments uh so if you have companies that are investing more into gaming and creating more jobs i think people will be more interested in going into gaming industry uh, even if they are from different backgrounds so you just have to look to the united states or europe for uh, i mean examples of this because they didn't always have gaming courses uh all the people that are into gaming came from uh maybe a software engineering background or maybe a design background of uh basically graphic design or animation so all that evolved into making games and uh even if you think about the music right so music is inherently not a gaming thing yeah it's just a kind of an add on so anyone from the music industry who has studied music can come onto uh, the onto the games uh, as a music composer and basically input his thoughts and his ideas into it so gaming courses of course they kind of build the infrastructure further but i feel the the main investment has to come from companies 
who are ready to start uh creating games here and for india or even for the global stage but i feel when, whenever a local industry creates game for itself it has a more uh, involved approach uh maybe there's also a little bit of stigma that's attached to gaming that people don't think that it's worthwhile as uh, at least for a lot of orthodox minded people where you know their parents think that gaming is a waste of time and there's no future if you devote more of your time and energy into it yeah it was actually considered as a waste of time right like if you're if you're gaming as a kid also it is it is considered as a waste of time but if you see today like many of the youngsters have actually made careers in gaming not exactly as a game developer maybe but directly or indirectly related to gaming somewhere so they they are streaming or they are doing something which is closely related to this field i think uh, we do have uh, i mean talking about investments i am guessing there there have been some very early news of players like facebook and amazon investing into a gaming app and uh, hopefully yeah, things might turn uh, take a turn from there and people will realize that you know it is something that you can kind of invest into and uh, I, i mean there are some companies which exist in india as well uh, but obviously they are not developing your aaa games but they are contributing to uh, you know a larger larger firms outside over there and you know uh, overseas and probably that work is getting outsourced to these guys uh but uh, at the same time uh, i also want to talk about one important aspect about gaming which is esports and uh, you know how i mean that is something that i have seen a lot of my friends being interested about that you know they uh, I, i had this uh, colleague who was you know who would who was a writer uh, during the day and you know and the entire night he would spend playing dota and uh, he was part of this official indian team uh, which was playing dota uh, and he actually used to get paid for that so that was quite interesting and you know i, I mean i i i always was curious to know as to how do you guys make up make money out of this and uh, it was obviously through these e-sporting events that keep happening the tournaments that keep happening and the prize money is what eventually gets distributed uh, i'm not sure if you guys have come across uh, any you know e-sporting events and stories like that i just follow have the you? scene online i don't know anyone personally who's involved in it but i follow the scene online and i know a few indian teams that are part, that are participated in games like overwatch or even cs so yeah that's pretty much all my exposure to it i know that they earn from tournaments sponsorships and even from uh, so the people who are actually performing super well on the team they become godlike figures in the esports community and if they stream thousands of people turn out to watch them and that is also a source of revenue for them i think we should all should get used to it because in this year i don't think we are you know, seeing any of outdoor sports anyway so i think we should start sagar taking e sports sagar you are a noob when it comes to gaming so it's a long way <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i agree <laughs> i completely agree with that 
looking at the number of times I've uh, the amount of time I've taken to just jump from one A to point A to point B in Destiny, I know, <laughs> I know what you're saying. It's okay. We all have to start somewhere. <laughs> right, but that's what I mean. Uh, do you? I mean, uh, we all have been that uh, non-gamer, uh, you know, in our life. But where do you think this this non-gamer, you know, he finds himself? So, like you said, Sagar, the mobile gaming has boomed a lot, right, in the last few years, especially with the. I think the major reason is how, how accessible it is because everyone has a phone and most of the games that everyone plays are free and they also have a multiplayer aspect to it. So, you can even play with your friends, which is if you play on consoles, especially, you have to pay for that sort of feature. So that is a big draw to it and maybe that's a reason why people stick to it or they are hesitant to explore, you know, other areas. Uh, At least for me, what I've done, uh, this is just, uh, you know, related to myself and I'm not biasing this idea on a general audience. But if I found something, I was also, uh, you know, on the lookout for what's the next big thing or what's everyone else doing. Where's the, you know, the next innovative thing happening. So that is all always the sort of go-to shit for me when it comes to gaming. I always want to try out something new. And that's why I've played a lot of genres. I've I've stuck with a few, mostly with story-based games. But then I've, I won't say that, you know, I haven't tried some, I, I haven't tried just uh, something just because I didn't know how it would be for me. Just. I guess the moral of the story story is that you won't know what's good for what you want to do or you what what you want to play unless you try it out. And a game is something that you have to actually get your hands on it and actually play just to get the proper experience. It's not like a movie where you can just watch a trailer and say, "Oh, hey, maybe I'll like it." So clock in those serious hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not even the serious hours. Just a few hours should be enough to make you like the game, right? But, yeah, that's but true, you that's have true. to actually play it just to figure it out. That in fact uh, takes me to Ali, who was going to buy his first uh, console generation of gaming. And uh, he's also going year. to buy a console for each of us. Each of us. On this on this podcast, exactly. And I want to know more from him in in terms of uh, you know where does if he's planning to start. His journey into gaming. What what are what what is he thinking about? How how is he? What kind of games uh, are you know interesting for him? Uh, is he is he following any particular franchisee who's you know who should come out with a game? I just want to help you. I mean you know I'm just kind of uh, trying to visualize the 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 journey that you would take, right? Like let's say uh, you know you like a lot of sports, right? You are uh, in general. Uh, a person who like a lot of correct correct so do you think uh, w- that you know a lot of uh, these gaming titles which are into sports like let's say as as we mentioned uh, the controversially uh, famous uh, fifa and uh, and there are a lot of other games as well right that that belong to the sports genre do you think would you start off with that or would you would you want to also experiment a lot with story based gaming i mean I'm, this also comes from the fact that what games you've played so far on your mobile devices. Mm-hmm. I I think you and I would be going on and starting with games like FIFA. 
right. that is being thrown out those code, I'd be able to read it in a more in a much better way or something that would get more moving. Uh, not just sitting at the same place, something like uh, VR consoles. So you are saying you are interested in that technology, as which is which will help you move. Probably yes. I think yeah, that is an interesting perspective over there because a lot of people do look at gaming as a very, um, uh, you know, uh, an activity which is just gonna make you sit at one spot and you know, uh, even though there are uh, you are applying a lot of your brain, but people still look look down upon it in a way that you know it doesn't help you it's it's not a it's not a uh, active it's not an activity which is ensuring that there is some kind of body movement which is where ps started with their whole vr uh vr technology right that you know to cater to that audience who thinks that you know gaming can be a little more interactive and be a little more about movement uh, I think yeah, that is that is a nice uh, perspective to think about. That maybe gaming needs to move in that direction where it's a lot more about movement as well. So that's one part of it. But uh, as far as you know, personally, I feel gaming for me has changed a lot over the years. So uh, initially, it was all about experimentation. You know, trying out different stuff, trying out different games. But then once I found my sort of niche, I it became a little bit of a competitive thing for me where I wanted to get better at it. And right now with, uh, you know, having a regular working job, it has become a mode uh, for me to unwind at the end of the day or even on days when I'm not working. So I don't know, personally, VR, VR involves a lot of activity and I had the PS move on the PS3 and it was just something I played for probably a month of total game time considered of the entire time when I had my PS3. So personally, VR isn't something that is appealing to me. But yeah, for someone like Ali who likes to, you know, be a lot more physical, that's what she said. But maybe that's something that Ali likes or Ali <laughs> can get into. Again, that's what she said. <laughs> Right. So I think uh, that 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 actually kind of, you know, uh, brings us to this this thought that, you know, how gaming can be a lot uh, more than than we just know about it. And, uh, you know, we we, we kind of uh, I mean, these conversations are just for us to kind of, you know, share our thoughts in terms of understanding how gaming can be much more uh, than what it looks like. And I think uh, with the right kind of, uh, as you know, we we discussed during the entire uh, episode is that, you know, if we have the right kind of investments, if we have the right kind of, uh, let's say marketing, if I have to also put it in that way, uh, I think it can become a, a, a form of entertainment for a lot of us and uh, a lot of the new generation that is that is right now, you know, exploring the mobile world of gaming. And uh, they also look at the other avenues. And hopefully, I think we should, uh, you know, kind of have a have a uh, environment which is uh, where I'm, I'm sure we won't have parents, you know, trying to tell us, hey, don't uh, don't waste your time in gaming because but mama, we are, I'm, I'm actually going to, you know, earn some money out of this. Uh, I think that would be a nice day to look at when you know we can tell this to to, to our parents that you know hey i'm gonna earn some money out of this so don't tell me what to do 
and you can't actually blame them too right because it's an expensive uh, expensive hobby to have especially if you're playing the playing on the very latest consoles or pc and playing the very latest games which cost a lot and are bound to cost even more with the next gen coming up right and i think yeah that because uh, that is obviously the technology part of things where you know eventually how technology can optimize the cost of producing these high tech uh, gaming uh, platforms right and uh, with time i think we will come to know right, with ps5 and xbox series x just around the corner i think uh, we will eventually find out how gaming is going to cost and what how much of a uh, you know uh, hole it's going to put in your pocket and uh, i think that's where you know eventually we want to have these conversations about how the technology of and we will have these specific uh, conversations which are catering to these specific topics so i think it was a fun conversation guys uh, thank you so much for tuning in today and uh, i think we we you know uh, we'll come back with the next episode very soon um, once uh, before we before we move on uh, sagar yeah so i just have have a recent uh, news item which i want to share so basically it's it's a proud moment for us because uh, soul mortal aka naman mathur has actually become the first indian to be nominated for esports awards oh oh he's in contention for streamer of the year uh, so we are looking at potentially more such indian powerhouses shining on the global stage and in that vein in that spirit uh, let's play a small game okay So this is two truths and a lie. Okay, so I'm going to present three news items to you. Okay, three facts, and I want you to tell me which one is the lie out of those three. Okay. Okay. So the first one, Nintendo's main man Mario, actually first appeared in the arcade game Donkey Kong, and he went by the name Jumpman. Okay, is the first one. Okay, and no cheating, no no going on your computers and searching for it. You have to guess it. So, second one is Atari had sold. Uh, Atari had actually so many unsold copies of ET the Extraterrestrial, which is considered one of the worst video games ever for those who don't know, that they actually buried them in the desert. Okay, that's the second one. The third one is. the very first halo game which was halo combat evolved uh, it's a first person shooter it was originally supposed to be directed or uh, basically orchestrated by james cameron okay so these are the three facts first one is the mario actually appeared on donkey kong first before zone game second is atari actually buried their copies of et in the desert and Third is the Halo was supposed to be directed by James Cameron. Who wants to go Say first? Sagar, you wanna go? Yeah, I wanna go first. It's because uh, I think even if the third one is a lie, I think that's a very, very lazy effort from uh, Xbox guys to kind of build some more noise around Halo by adding James Cameron over there. So I'm gonna say that yeah, I think that's that's a lie. Ali, you next. I'm going to take a guess and go for the second one probably. Okay, so I'm going to go with the first just because I think Nishar would put the lie first. <laughs> okay. Are, are you ready? Yeah. So Okay, what do we get? What do we get if we get? The you game? don't get anything. We get a PS5. Oh. 
That was wrong. That backfired. Ali, if you guess right, we get the PS5. If you guess it wrong, we still get the PS5. That backfired very badly, Ali. So the lie in all these three facts is the third one. So Sagar is right. Oh damn! Nice. Atari actually buried their Apple copy in the desert, and this was a rumor for a very long time, until a documentary crew actually discovered them. They weren't really big on the anti-littering. <laughs> and Halo, uh, the third one, it was never supposed to be directed by James Cameron, but the franchisee did end up being influenced by one of his movies, Aliens, according to the makers of the game. So yeah, that's it. I guess then uh, I'm sure we missed a lot of points, and there's still a lot uh, still left to discuss. And maybe we'll do an episode two down the line. Who knows? But uh, this probably sums it up well. Uh, any last words? I mean, no one's gonna die, but still, you know, for the podcast. Yeah, I think uh, I think we covered a lot of points and. Uh... a lot of you know personal trivia stories and uh, there's still a lot more to explore and uh, talk about and uh, i think in the follow up episodes is what we will try to do and cover a lot more different topics uh, this was just a very uh, a broader view of what gaming is has been and what it could be and uh, for, you know eventually we will have a you know very dedicated episodes which are uh you know very topic centric and exploring the depths of those topics so thank you so much uh, nishad vishwajit and ali for uh, you know doing this podcast oh. and uh, thank you for all the listeners to tuning into gamebot studios and